This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 140. Five. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Captain America. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America with a K on Instagram. Also, where are we on? We're in Lost in America Pod on Instagram. On Instagram, it's spelled out. On Twitter, there's Lost N. America Pod. Just in a sp- and we are www.lostinamericapod.com. Which uh, gets you everything. It gets you every one of our episodes. Uh, it gets you a link to our Patreon for all of our wrap-up shows. Most importantly, send that We've done own. two wrap-up shows now. Last week, we talked about producer Matt's bachelor party he went to in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, we came out hot against the band Fish, too. So we got we a, came lot, out a lot hot. of content. And we went, uh, I went into the history of my writing career. So a lot there you missed out on. We went, yeah, we're we not going to repeat it on this podcast. Absolutely not. We went deep into Cap's writing career. Cap's been a writer for 20 years, and we wanted to figure out what's he been <laughs> writing where's it been going if it's been published where has it been published guess what if you want to know those answers you got to listen to the wrap-up yeah. show go to lostinamericapod.com click the patreon um link it'll take you to uh the site where you can sign up for five dollars a month you can get our wrap-up show every thursday into your podcast player podcast player is that a thing i think that's what they're called right oh, you can't say your iphone because not everyone has an iphone oh, yeah. some right. people are android people all right those people all right so we whatever you people. use for podcasts it'll come straight to you uh that's patreon.com slash lost in america if you want to just go look it up cap yeah my album comes out september 6th which is this friday my album comes out this friday you can get it um, you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on, I think, Spotify, maybe. It's going to be everywhere. You can also, like, every, well, I don't know, Amazon? Do they sell albums on Amazon? They Basically, sell, don't, we don't promote Amazon in this podcast. Oh, you're right. We don't promote Amazon. Walmart. The, you can probably get it. No, I don't know if you can get it at Walmart. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Comedy Dynamics. The label takes care of all that for me. la ti da uh, Yeah, so, and, and then more on that. Um, if you want to buy it, it's now available for pre-sale. Go to turnersparks.com, lostamericapod.com. It's going to be there. Click the link, and then you can buy it pre-sale on iTunes. The more pre-sale we get, the better chance it has of going to number one on iTunes when it comes out. So I really want everybody to number do that. Number one. I think it can do it. A lot of comics in New York I know can go to number one. Because oh. it's whoever sells the most amount of comedy albums that day. Oh, all right. So, so not we, a lot of comedy. So we should pick one day to really promote it. Well, no. So if everyone buys pre-sale, oh, it counts then as- everyone buys it. On the day it comes out, Friday the sixth. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that day it can shoot to number one. Okay. So that's kind of the strategy. The more pre-sales you have, the more it just zooms right up. Maybe you think it'll be like when uh, when to always use Howard Stern analogy. His book Private Parts was like number one, but then there was like a bookstore that wouldn't show the book. They they wouldn't they wouldn't count it as number one. Probably like change the like list or something. There'll they, be some losers out there that don't want to admit that he it. was number one. So yeah. they, they, they they establish won't want to admit you're number one, but we'll we'll know. They might, but yeah. they but yeah, yeah yeah they probably won't. But we'll see. Maybe they will. No, it happens for like comics who've been on this pod. You don't have to be that. I think it's like if you sell like a hundred. Yeah. 
you're number one. Because how many comedy albums are getting sold in a single day, especially ones that came out years ago, you know? Not right. a lot. So All it doesn't right. take a lot. So if everybody jump on it. Also, if you want a signed, if you want the physical CD and you want it signed, just uh, email me, Turner at Kung Fu Comedy, comedy with a K, kungfucomedy.com. I will uh, send you, we'll link up on PayPal, whatever. I'll send you a signed copy of the album. Nice. Good That's deal. cool, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to buy it, but I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Pretty good. All right, Cap. Uh, you know what I'm going to promote it to? What I've got a stalker who's calling me. Great, and I'm going to promote it. This is the uh, the my I've mentioned I had a heart attack. People new new listeners heard of it, <laughs> and one of the many perks is I got a free scale. Oh yeah, I, I, my my health insurance. They called me up and they gave me this whole counseling session. Then they said we're going to send you a scale, and they didn't mention anything else. And then what this every day they keep calling me. Like, I get these phone calls, and it's a nurse from Oxford. Like, I've given away all of my privacy. Oxford insurance. Oxford's my insurance. Yeah. I've given away all of my privacy to get um, a free scale. Essentially what I did. That's ridiculous. Because, so, like, it links. Basically, it links. I weigh myself. Okay. And it links to them, and then I answer a couple questions about myself. Yeah. And they get all the data and look at it. But if I, I, if I forget to do it two days in a row, because it becomes a little vain. You weigh yourself every day. Yeah, no one Nobody does, does that. So I, then they call me up and they're like, if I, they think I like drop dead or something if I go three days. So they call me today. Yeah. I have my whole chat with them. Maybe answer a bunch of questions. Are my legs swollen or this, that? Next time she's going to say, is there anything else I could do for you when she calls me in two days? Buy the album. I'm say turnersparks.com. There you go. Go away, buy that, yeah. Pick it up. Yeah. Cap, Music. should we get to Lost America? Let's play the Music. Back, Kaplan. This week we got big news. Um, it looks like pretty soon you might be joining the illustrious Friars Club in New York City. Yeah, I'm very excited. But I, it's kind I, of up to me if you join or not. How so? Because I have to give you a recommendation, uh, being a member myself, and I, I'm looking it over right now. I have the power to recommend you or not recommend you to join the Friars Club. You're called the proposer is what it says, right? I'm the is proposer. That, yeah. yeah, I already gave a couple of these out to like Weber and somebody else, and I didn't realize that I had anything to do with it. Yeah. So I just told them to send it in, and a couple of them did without any recommendation And the me. Friars Club's going to be like, we don't want people in our club who don't read, the, who don't even get it, you know. Well, I'm still get- in, but those people are going to get denied because yeah. they have no one endorsing them. Mm. So too bad. Too bad for you, Maybe Joe Maybe they Garrett's. find Larry King in the uh, bathroom or something and can get a Yeah, get exactly. A for- <laughs> so, Cap, first is for you. Uh, first, you have to describe your desire... Why are you seeking a membership of the Friars Club? Let's just do this on the air, and then we'll have producer Matt will take notes. All right. Well, number one is um, that I've been there before, and I have excellent little hot dogs, as we've discussed. <laughs> oh, so you're flattering I want to be a member of any club that has excellent little hot dogs. That good, understands that's a good the, way to start. Flattery. Flattery, yes. Yeah. Um, I need to... Uh, I'm an adult now. I'm yep. 41 years old. I've had a heart attack. I've really, cha- I have two kids. That's I need an- to, I need to, uh, no, but to positive here, I think I fit in with the demographics really well. Oh, cause they're like 70. They're all 70. I know yeah. the people well. I've spent all this time in cardiac rehab with their people. Yeah. I'm really good with the old people. Old Jewish people. Old Jewish people are my people. Yeah. And, um, I need to improve my, uh, I dress still like a schlub. You I do. need someone to force me. The same way the Patreon's going to force me to write. Yes. I need a club that's going to force me to wear shoes and pants. <laughs> 
So this Friars Club, because we were, we had a, a pod meeting last night, and you were at the Friars Club, right? And we couldn't even meet you because I'm wearing shorts. Weber's wearing shorts. So yeah. we're, we're not welcome there. No. So I need so, yeah, that's those are the things I'm looking forward to. And I and I, you know Can I say to, this? I'm from, not yeah, go ahead. Uh, from the side of a, someone who's at the club reviewing your application, all the thing I think you're supposed to say stuff that you'll offer to them, not just stuff you'll take. <laughs> you're kind of taking off the table now by saying, Ooh. "Well, you'll make me dress better." Oh, I misunderstood the question. I'll have a heart attack on your premises uh, again, probably, which means well, that's not that positive. Right. Then you could just sue I them. won't use the Schwitz room because I can't because of the heart attack. I can't do the steam any of that stuff. So I won't take up a spot. Okay. Oh, okay. So there'll be extra. <laughs> extra. It's like a member that's not ruining your your. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I and will. Uh, if I'm in the locker room, I will. I don't know. Wear a towel. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm not that, gonna be like one of those old negative. guys. That's a negative. That's a negative. Yeah. All I'm not the old, be old guys wear... just walk around carefree. No, they want carefree. Oh, they want carefree. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. So what can I offer them? You can offer them. Yeah, it's a lot of things that you won't do. I think that you won't take a <laughs> place in the Schwitz room. That's big, and maybe that you won't use the exercise equipment because you might have another heart attack. So, oh, I want to. I kind of want to use the exercise equipment because I, I feel like the confidence again. It's like cardiac rehab. It's like I'm going to feel but compared to them. I'm going to feel dominant. Shape. Yeah, and then I'm going to make them look bad. So that's, that's not good. something to advertise. What about Bob? Can you do anything with uh, your old boss there? Well, he's a member already. So what do you mean? I get it. I'll encourage get him to him. show up more. I'll encourage him to show up. I got. I got a little secret for you. I think that's probably the number one request they would have. <laughs> Yes, I'll encourage him to show up. Um, I'll. Uh, That's good. That's actually all you have to. I'll write. write jokes for people if they, you know, ask me to with that without credit. I don't know. <laughs> Without credit, I assume, uh, I assume that's why they want me in there. That's good. Yeah. All right, these are good so far. Now I have to say how long I've known you. Um, oh, this is easy for you because it's like twenty years. But some of these people, I'll be honest, it's not that long. Yeah, there you um, go. Uh, and state fully why. <laughs> What you know of the applicant's character and reputation. Mm. I mean, number one's the heart attack, which puts you... That's good for my character? No, it's like an iffy thing because <laughs> you could have another heart attack there, as I've said before. Oh, it's a liability for them. It's a liability. How's so their... you need to guarantee... Actually, here's what the you need. near a hospital. Guarantee there. you won't sue them. Put that on... The... Get a lo... get, uh, blue shirt. All right, won't sue. Get the lawyer to say you... Oh, I might not be allowed to eat the little hot dogs then. Shoot. We should leave with that. Anyway, I love Mustard isn't going to save you from a heart attack. How, how does Alt Middle go over there? They don't, I, I think great. I, what's their political views? I, I I would assume probably hands off. I'm asking. I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the Friars Club's like super one side or the other, are they? I, yeah, they're not a I, they're not I deep, deep a little... secret political organization, as far as I know. I don't know. Is there any deep secret stuff I need to know about beforehand? Like, do is there a blood oath? Do I have to? Yeah, you give mean, a blood transfusion to like a it's all that. Stall well, the basement. Yeah, the basement is more of a dungeon. Okay. And you might be stuck down there for a couple weeks. <laughs> all right. Uh, but as long as you can handle that, Which, as long as you can swear, it's a lot of deep state stuff. You know, deep fakes. That's where they do those. Right. As long as you swear that you know nothing about. Uh, you know, Pizza Gate, that's where it all started, that kind of stuff. All right. Did I say that? I shouldn't have said yeah, that. Yeah, you really skewed that up. But yeah, those kind of things. All right. I think you'll be fine. So, uh, all right, we've got to keep the listeners updated on what happens with that. Scene. And what are you going to say about my character? You got anything good to say? Oh, your character's great, except uh, for the heart attack. Except for the heart attack. Yeah. You'll be good. You got kids. You'll be good on that. They do holiday events there for kids. Oh, so yeah? your kids can go mix it up. You know, getting get fights with other little kids. I hope they aren't going to bring. They got like a nice menorah or something. Where they got? They got. Like a, they do. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. It's a Friars Club. All right. They do a Christmas party and then yeah, they do a. They do a. Uh, no, that's not the only one. <laughs> you don't have to go to that. They do. I'll bring, um, I'll bring Ruby to that. Monica, everything. All right. The, the high holidays, aren't they? That's what we. Call that's them? what I'm wondering. Do they have like a? Yeah. Do they have of little, course. Oh, my, I can go, of course. I can go. I, I, they have Hebrew school. I can skip that. No. Probably. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. All right. I'm I'm joining in time for the high holidays. You're good. All right. Uh, 
I'm looking for the initiation ceremony. We will tell. We'll check back in after that. Right. It's That's coming a good up idea. If I get in, if you get in. Uh, and Weber might be jumping in too. And then after the initiation ceremony, where yeah, that a lot of stuff goes down. Uh, we'll check back. Whatever in. I'm tell, allowed to say. Tell people how it went. All right. All right. That's it. Should we bring in Emily? Yes. Come on in. We're back with our guest, Emily Walsh. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing it. You were on uh, our Kung Fu comedy show, the Storyteller Show, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was a great time. About a month ago. And you're telling stories about the amusement park in Asia, in Malaysia. Malaysia. Right? Yes. And I wanted to get you on to learn more about that. So... Why were you at an amusement park in Malaysia? Let's okay, just start there. So, Why were you working there, right? Right. So I was working for a production company. For my day job, I am a scenic artist, which means that I paint scenery. So TV, theater, film, all that stuff. And when I was like 22 years old, I moved to New York City, and I'd only ever done theater, and I was looking for jobs. And it's kind of a weird landscape, like job-wise. You kind of just show up to shops and places that produce things, and you show them your portfolio and what you've done before, and then they tell you whether or not they could use help but it's it's not a permanent position it's like a we could use you for a month because we're doing a bunch of stuff and that kind of thing so you're always like um what kind of places would you even like show up to scene shops so they all build scenery for a lot of it in new york is for broadway like the reason Mm. people move here but then once you're in the union that i'm in you just do tv so right now i'm working on the tv show blue bloods which is incredibly boring for scenery because they shoot a lot in long island city they shoot a ton of apartment yeah they always outside my apartment i feel like they're always outside mine too in uh like brooklyn um cobble hill brooklyn heights well yeah so one of there's all the fictitious uh, like characters have different neighborhoods oh, so like live. certain people yeah like Donnie Wahlberg's character lives in deep Queens and like his younger brother on the show is hipper so he lives in Brooklyn like so there's like a who's whole the thing. one that lives in Long Island City or they just don't even say it's Long Island City I mean I think people just get murdered there yeah because <laughs> <laughs> sure. it's a nice scenery to get murdered because you got a whole Manhattan view <laughs> yeah That's no right. they love and, that and landscape. there's not a lot of traffic so you can do like it's easy I think they love to shoot because you can control the foot traffic well if you're like yeah a yeah PA. it doesn't stress PAs out at all because a lot of people People. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you're, yeah. So. so you're doing design, like, um, wait, what'd you call it? Well, so I went to school for scenic design, scenic design, but what I actually do is scenic art. So I don't design what I'm painting. I get an elevation that's like an exact scale replica of what they want. So, like, if it was this wall that's this mural in the studio, I would get a little drawing and every foot would be an inch, you know, and so I'd have to replicate it. Um, so you just go around and you say, like, I'm looking for work. This is my stuff, whatever. And I went to a shop in New Jersey and they were like, hey, great portfolio we don't need you and I was like cool and so I went home and like had a sad corona in my apartment and then uh the next day I got a phone call that was like hey can you go to New Jersey tomorrow and I was like of course I can I'm broke so I went and painted a bunch of scenery for this attraction in Mexico for this company and I wasn't going to go to Mexico I was just painting the stuff and then like the next day they were like hey do you have a passport I was like, no, I do not. And they were like, great, let's expedite it. Because that's a typical story, is expediting passports so you can paint a Terminator laser tag in Mexico City. Is that what it was? That's what it was the first time. And then we went to Malaysia. So I spent a month first in Mexico City. I have a question. Um, So if you're painting a laser tag in Mexico City, but you're doing it from New Jersey... 
Yes. How does that even... You're painting the walls or what are you painting? Well, so when we went to Mexico, we were painting the walls and it was like uh, three stories. So you go into the first story and it's like a prep room because it was like very fancy laser tag. So you were like on a team and there was a storyline and there were actors that were on your team and like it was very, very elaborate. So we painted a whole situation that was looked like the Terminator movies, basically. And then there were two (laughs) stories of possible, like, gameplay. So it was, like, a lot of, like, rust and, like, concrete and just, like, making things dirty. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I never got to play because I, uh, we left... Like the week before it opened, but it what didn't even open on time because the guns that they got were so realistic looking that they didn't clear customs right away. Oh. They like sat in customs and they were bragging for weeks, like the whole because we're down there for a month and they're like, it's gonna be the best fucking laser tag, like it's gonna be so good. And then the guns couldn't get through for another. That's couple even weeks. better though. Yeah, yeah apparently that's how realistic term. the guns yeah. are. Is it still there? The laser tag? Place? No, I thought it was gonna be because every park like that is really cheap, you know. And it, but it's been ten years and. A friend of mine from work actually went to Mexico City Six Flags two weeks ago and was like, it's it's something else. Wait, it was inside of Six Flags? Yes, it was inside Six Flags, no. Mexico City. So every day, me and my best friend, because uh, they let me recommend the person who's going to work with me. So that was really great. And we went to Mexico City and we're working with all Australian carpenters that were roughly 50. It was like a, a company from Australia. So like five 50-year-old dudes and me and my best friend. So two 22-year-old American girls. And every day we'd start, we'd work from like, I want to say it was like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like we did a 12 hour day every day. We'd get in a van from the hotel. We'd drive to Six Flags Mexico City and we'd just work in the scare attraction. And then we'd go home and eat at the hotel. And like they were paying us when the whole thing was over. So we had no money. Like we weren't getting paid while we were there. Oh my God. It was like one big check at the end. And so the only way they would pay for us to. to eat and drink is if we went with them because they were like weird old dudes that were like come to the bar with us the Australian guys yeah and so they would buy all <laughs> is our that drinks. legal it's probably not it's Mexican <laughs> <laughs> is that entrapment I mean, that wasn't even the worst of it. There was a laborer. So we had to, um, we had all these laborers that were Mexicans that were being paid like 20 American dollars a day to help us out. And yeah. uh, one of them thought that one of the Australians was my best friend's brother because they both had curly hair. That's literally the only thing they had in common. One of them's literally from Australia and 50, Claire's sure. 22. <laughs> and he's like, that's your sister. And basically offered to like buy her. And we thought he was joking, and he's like, oh, yeah, just a bottle of tequila, you know, whatever. That's that's all you need to get me. And he brought it the next day. Oh, really? And then he had to get fired. Aw. Yeah. Like, <laughs> HR nightmare. It you was didn't not know. Great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was all... <laughs> Harmless? I don't know. I mean, like obviously, what? who was in charge? Like the Australians or the, yes, the it's like a so there was an Australian guy who started a company with a New Yorker, and so the company's mostly based out of Australia because they had actually they were trying to expand to America in a really big way in 2001 and they had just built this gigantic attraction because they used to do this thing in in Madison Square Garden. Uh, for Halloween, like now 25 years ago. And that was kind of their big thing in, in New York and in the United States. And that was all they did really here. Like a haunted house? Just a giant haunted house. And it was like Halloween town or Does something. Does that still exist? No. So, sounds so, so awesome. they were going to do that. And then this is horrible, but they created this giant fucking attraction that was going to be in D.C. And it was going to be their first thing in D.C. And it was laser tag. It was guns. In it was the like, White House. 
Yeah, basically in the woods. <laughs> Giant fucking guns. And it was a big, aggressive thing. It wasn't like a Halloween thing. It was like a gun thing. And they were set to open on like September 15th, 2001. Oh. So they had to just shut it down. Timing. Didn't that have like a Wilco album or something? <laughs> yeah, Wilco album. Probably. I, I imagine I missed a lot a, of things. I, I missed a, a bar mitzvah. A lot of, the, lot of the, stuff. Yeah, I imagine a lot of companies, shows, like albums, etc. Just didn't make didn't it. Didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, so they... They don't really. They did do uh, something in a Six Flags in Chicago. So they regrouped. That was Bin Laden's. Most the whole time. of their businesses in Australia. So now. they're like, let's yeah. go to Mexico City. Yeah, we're gonna go to Mexico. <laughs> It'll be great. So we were in Mexico for a month, and that was fine. Uh, and then we ended up going to Malaysia. But the company was so like shady that they were like, okay, we've booked you for this month in Malaysia, but we're not going to book your flights until we pay you for Mexico, which makes sense because we hadn't gotten paid yet. But they also were like, yeah, but we have you reserved for this time. And then they just kept pushing back the date because they hadn't paid us yet. Ugh. But again, 22. And then at the end of the month, they gave me a check for like six grand. So I was like, this is the most money in the universe. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to Malaysia. So what, uh, like, where's the... Where are the who has jurisdiction over this? Because it sounds like there's a lot of laws being broken. Yeah. Literally nobody. Because it's, it's like, a 1099. Like a 1099. Yeah. The way you get paid, it's just a check, and then you say I'm liable for everything I've ever so done. So they don't have to pay you every two weeks. Or we don't every have week. to do anything. They can sell you to a dude for a bottle of tequila. If we had gotten hurt, they would have been like, oh well. Like my friend, uh, my best friend who I was with in Mexico. So I had to leave a few days before she did. She ended up stabbing herself in the leg with a knife, and like this was at midnight. They were working I'm, really late. And she was wearing like women's jeans, so they were a little tight. And she was like, I don't know how bad this is. Like, I don't know if I need to do something about this. She went to the bathroom and took her pants down, and she was just bleeding like everywhere. And was like, I need to do something about this. So she found the only other woman on the job because I was gone and was just like, Hey, I need you to come look at this because it was like in her upper thigh. Stuck in? No, no, but just a big, big cut. And the woman was like, We got to go right now. So they went to like a Mexican urgent care that was just a man asleep on a cot who was wearing like a rock t-shirt and put a lab coat on over it Sweet. and he was like yeah Vermont just... hotel. yeah Vermont exactly hospital. Vermont hospital the lab coat idea will uh you can like gloss over anything you can get away yeah, with a lot just throwing a lab coat, coat on top of well, an ACDC was... shirt this yeah. was in 2001 this is no it, it... this was in 2008 oh, 2008 yeah but they um during that hospital visit she had an interpreter who had been with us the whole time but he was like a super lazy interpreter like he was a he was mexican but he spoke really good english but he just kept telling us oh you don't need to know what they said yeah so like god only knows what they said but they she needed a stitch and they were like it's only one stitch so we'll just do it no anesthesia because a local would be another prick and then it ended up being three stitches so she got three stitches without any like painkiller any local anything it was just like tight let me go back to work. Yeah, that my mom's nervous about me going to Mexico next week, but <laughs> hospitals are great. Cabin's going yeah. to Tulum, Mexico, yeah. which is like Central Park in Mexico. All of New York uh, City goes okay. to this one beach. It's the so, safest. It's a different most guy in a cot. With a nine yeah. place. It's also yeah. You're Eleven years resort? later, so yeah. The yeah, New York Times has an article about it, like every two weeks. Like, also, you were taken. They she was taken by an employee of the Six Flags. Like it wasn't like her choice to be like right. this is the hospital. You I googled yeah. it. It was like no, we'll take you to a guy. So what was the Six <laughs> we got, Flags? We got, we got a guy for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What was the Six Flags like? Did you get to go around it at all? Um, so it was actually in limited um, openness because it was the winter. So they. 
they obviously it's warmer down there, but they still are only open on the weekends in the winter down there. So five days a week, nobody was there. We just like went and did oh, our, wow. our work. And like it was kind of weird because you're just like in an empty Six Flags. But it was also horrible because we uh, we had to eat in the employee dining room, but we couldn't drink the water, obviously. And But then we like found out by like painful measure that we couldn't really eat anything that had vegetables in it because the vegetables were washed in the water. Oh, yeah. So we were getting like low key sick like every day. So it's just turned into us eating like Johnny Rockets in the Six Flags. Just like gross. That was ass open? Food. Yeah, it was open. There was <laughs> the a couple things were that were open. open. There were only like one or two for the employees that like, Okay. Wanted to eat other stuff because they were in. There were a lot of contractors there. They were doing a lot of work on the park. Okay. But it was kind of like weird. Fantasy like, to be in an amusement park without. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of weird. But no rides weird. are going. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not during cool the vibe, week. Though. But I have to say, I imp- I prefer that to Malaysia because when we were in Malaysia. <laughs> we were doing a, a haunted house and they only wanted to close half of it down because they didn't want to lose the business of the haunted house. So we were there from, again, I think it was like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and the park was open from like 10 to 8 or whatever. So for almost the entire day, we had to listen to a spooky CD. Like we had to just listen to like, woo. You were in the haunted house? We were in the haunted house. Oh they God. closed off like half the of same it. same CD on like The repeat. same CD. It was a 12-minute oh. loop. Like, uh. Honestly, I don't know how I'm not an insane person (laughs) after that. So we were in the dark as well because it was like walls that were like eight to ten feet high and then open air. How many hours a day? (laughs) And every like like minute, do you hear people like, ah! Literally, and we they were tied, <laughs> and so we we were painting. And a one big thing you need when you're painting is a sink because we have all these brushes and tools and all stuff that we have to keep clean on a constant basis. We're using water all the time. There was literally not a sink in the Malaysian park. There was in the bathroom that was a, a ten minute walk away, but in the actual building that the attraction was in, there was no sink. But there was like a river, basically, like it was part of the attraction at one point, but it had been built around because at one point it was like. Palms and like this water feature, whatever. And then you couldn't see it anymore. They built a wall in front of it, but they were like, you can just use that. So it's like a babbling brook. Does it go into like a real river? God only knows. I don't think so. No, just paint. Just paint. (laughs) Just going into the drinking system. But we had to, we used to have to wait on the wall, like on one side of a wall, and they would say, wait till somebody walks by, and then you can go past them. So you'd hear one scream, like one scream that you knew about, and you'd be like, okay, they're Mm. coming around so let them pass and then i'll dart across because like we had to run across the actual path of the scare attraction to get to this water and like five or six times i just straight up forgot busted through carrying paintbrushes bumped into people and i'm like a foot taller than all malaysians they freak out they would scream yeah i was like i should be getting extra that's an even better haunted house yeah if there's a real person yeah and my friend claire has like very tight curly hair which is like crazy to them they were like following her around to begin with so if they saw her they'd be like ah so were you in kuala lumpur yes yeah okay yeah. And did you get to hang out at all? Sadly, we only had like one day off. The So Sunway Lagoon was the name of the amusement park. And it was, we were in a hotel. The hotel was attached to the amusement park. Or no, the hotel was attached to a mall, like a giant mall. The mall was attached to an amusement park. And on the other side of the amusement park was the major university there. 
So all the employees in the park, in the hotel, in the mall are all college students that spoke incredibly good English because we're their number one country they export to. So you'd go into Starbucks and they'd be like, hey, what can we get started for you? Yeah. Be like, this is weird. This yeah, is yeah, a super yeah. weird thing. And it was like 12 hours difference. So you're like, it's 4 a.m. at home. It's 4 p.m. here. And like everyone is speaking English. It was very bizarre. And all their advertising in the mall and everywhere else is all white people, like not white Malaysians, like white like people, white Ameri- like white like Americans, whatever. white Europeans or whatever, yeah. which is also very, very strange. Like, but uh, yeah, we, we only had a couple days off because the park owner was apparently like a weird man who would power trip all the time and it approved all this work by the company we were doing, but then backtracked and was like, just kidding. You know, we, we didn't agree to X, Y, and Z and kept halting the work. Oh my gosh. So like two days in a row, our bosses were like, uh, don't leave the park, but you have the day off until we can you're work. You're not out of leave? No, you're like... Well, they kept saying, we're going to work eventually. It's not the full day. They were like, uh, take the morning. And then they'd call. say, oh, take Starbucks. the afternoon. Go to, so, where else can you... Exactly. Go to the mall. So we'd be like, cool, we're in Malaysia. And now, would these guys be uh, this person Australian? Or is this a Malaysian? Or these- Australian. The the boss boss who was getting mad was Malaysian. Okay. But our boss was like, don't stray. We had one official day of like, this is your day off. Go out in a month. In a month, yeah. That's wild. Ten ninety nines, baby. But it was good money, I guess. <laughs> it was great money for twenty two. Yeah, it, it was not like I wouldn't do it now. Yeah, because they also like. They were all really nice guys, but they were all those type of dudes that are like, I could eat McDonald's for three meals a day. That's fine with me. Vegetables are overrated. Like, yeah, whatever. Sure. Australians. And so we just kept <laughs> eating. Bogans is what you're Yeah, exactly. About, right? I was like, I don't want to eat this food with you for three meals a day. But, uh... Yeah, it was it was an interesting time, and we like we actually interacted with a fair amount of like the college students because they were working in the park and like yeah. would help us out and hang out, and and they were super nice. But they it was just so strange to be halfway across the world and have such good English like everywhere yeah. you went. Yeah, Malaysia. Been, you've been there, right? I yeah, I don't know why they speak good English. I was trying to think of why. Like historically, is it? It's not British. It's not former British, right? No, I think they're just but trying to appeal to like, everybody there speaks English. I've yeah. done. There's a comedy club called the Crack House. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a disaster. Um, they, don't only, book, they don't book me anyway, so I don't care. Yeah. I did it once, and then what happened was when I was there, the week I was there, um, it was like my first time. One of the first like headlining things I got. I started when I started stand up. It was in China, mm-hmm. so that was like a regional gig for me, you right. know, and. Also, the exact two nights I was there, uh, Russell Peters was headlining down the street at the arena and had like 30,000 people or something. Right. And so obviously like the, sh- the club I was at, the ticket sales were pretty light because no one knew who I was. I was at the level where like you just come because it's the club. You're just like, oh, it's Friday. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy, and then the club ended up blaming me. And so they would never have me back. They're again. like, "Why don't you have a Malaysian I'm like, following?" I'm not Russell Peters, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never, I never said I was gonna be. You I know? didn't claim that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but is, but, but the audiences all speak English. Yeah, this think. must must be nice as I, far as comedy goes. I've only yeah. been to the airport. Malaysian airport. <laughs> yeah, Kuala Lumpur. I had a great slice of Sabara pizza. Oh, they have a good Sabara. Wow, better than in America. And I think they spoke great English. I know. <laughs> they I had a uh, a um, Shake Shack. I remember that. Oh, whoa. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah. Shake Shack. You the level it. of American fast food internationally is like off the charts. It's wild. They still have, uh, in the Philippines, I was talking about this the other night on stage, but they in the Philippines, they still have Shakey's Pizza. 
Or oh, Shakey's. Wow. Like, we don't anymore. But they're They have str- everything we have, plus Shakey's. They well, have, like, the f- more American fast food there than in America. So the first night we got to Malaysia, this is the type of guys we were working with. And we had worked with them in Mexico, so we knew them at this point. They're like, we'll take you to dinner. It's your first night in Malaysia. And we're like, awesome. They're like, meet us out of the hotel out front. And we're like, great. We think we're going to go somewhere. We have not learned at all, apparently. We're like, great. Yeah, local and we, meal. Like the, yeah, the we best. walk outside, and they're like, great, we're just going over here. And it was uh, Bubba Gumps. A bu- nah, oh, my they God. Have Bubba Gumps? They have a Bubba Gumps, and it's got all the screens playing Forrest Gump. It's the only oh Bubba Gumps God. I've been to. The only Hooters I've been to is in Mexico City with the same company. <laughs> yeah. They were like, yeah, we're going to go take out. We're going to have a meal. We had someone we trying to, to visit us who wanted to go to Bubba Gumps in Times Square, and we just refused. Like, no. Is that a thing? <laughs> Where were they from? They were from, like, Connecticut or something. We're like, no, uh, Connecticut. I was waiting for uh, you yeah. to be like, they, I thought, from, they had kids. Yeah. I, I was say a different country. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah, I don't know. They have kids. Or they want to. But I was no. Put my foot down. Just said no. Yeah, I just said no. That. I'll meet you. <laughs> Especially when you're in Malaysia. Like Malaysian food's so good. Yeah, I mean, we did have some okay meals that were like, you know. But even those were like in the mall. But that being said, the mall's like four like, stories and has like yeah. a food ton court. of yeah, There's like a giant food court of yeah, choices. and like bigger restaurants. They had one restaurant that we kept trying to get them to take us to because uh, all the seats were toilets, and we thought that was funny. But they, <laughs> they didn't want to go there. Like a bit, <laughs> yeah. But you can't use it. <laughs> no, like not no, an actual no. toilet. That, that would be it. very efficient. <laughs> <laughs> Never have to miss any part of the conversation. Yeah, you just <laughs> like I'm here. Let's do it. Hygiene laws might be an issue. But then you never after that you were done with the. What, like, what what was the amusement park like there? Yeah. Did you get to go? Was that open? That was open. That was fully open. It was um, like popular. It was pretty popular. It was the I don't know if it was summer. It was quite warm when was we were there. Super modern. I know that. Like, the, like I'm picturing. Like, yeah, it was like, basically, they had their own characters. Their big Sunway Lagoon character is a blue duck that wears a tank top and has a yellow floaty around it. But it's a Six Flags. It's no, a not, out. no. In oh. Malaysia, it's a Sunway Lagoon. Oh, Sunway Lagoon. That means yeah. it's like a water park as well? Yes, yeah, it had a huge water park. Okay. Which we actually really wanted to go to and we did not get to do. You weren't allowed? <laughs> yeah, our, it was all very strange. Yeah. And we were so young and so like happy to have a job and also afraid that they weren't going to send us another check. Like, it was just so like... Yeah, they really have you over a barrel. Yeah, we were just like, Once okay. a month, when you get <laughs> you home. Get whenever you get home, you and might get And you have no paid. bargaining power if they just don't want to send it. Literally nothing. Because you already did the job. Yep. That yeah. should be... I think it's, We watched this uh, documentary last night on... Uh, oh, you watched it? It's unbelievable. On Netflix about a Chinese company, Fuyao, that came to... Uh, my wife and I watched it. about uh, They came to Ohio and they opened up a Chinese factory in Ohio, but they hired all the people who had just recently been laid off from GM. Oh my God. And does like the boss is like this super uh, traditional Chinese, like Lao Bet, like boss type guy, you know, like pot belly. And just oh, like, sure. you all work for me now. So you do what I say. Very similar. So like, and uh, it's the whole movie is a documentary about the clash between all these people who had just, they're like union Americans, people. union workers. Yeah, from GM. And he's saying on TV, on Netflix that like, if this, if, a, if they try to unionize, I will shut this whole thing down. We will not allow a union. I'm like, I think that's illegal. You can't it? say that. It's yeah. illegal to say that. Yeah, yeah, union like, busting. What kind right? of communist country is this China? And they have like John Kasich <laughs> is like has a video like "Welcome to America." It's all because he's the governor oh, of Ohio. Oh my god! Yeah, there's all these crazy people, but uh, it sounds it's like this. I'll this, pay you when you're done. Basically. Yeah, it was, it was the like cars that. are finished. You yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with them, they were like, "We'll pay you when we get our check," and I'm like, "You owe That's me not the way it works. so little money compared to what I imagine Six Flags is paying you, or what I hope Six Flags is paying you." Because we started the first job we did was a Six Flags in Chicago, 
And that was just the Saw movies. So we had to like replicate all Whoa. the rooms from the Saw movies. That sounds so scary. It was very strange because we, I had seen the first one. And so the biggest thing we had to do was that bathroom. Ugh. And so they would, the people wouldn't walk through it. There you was seen like that a big no. window. It's like Eastern Europe. Right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the for most of the movie is like, I guess it's flashbacks and like snippets. But the two main characters are in this bathroom and they're both chained to various like pipes for like an like, hour and a half. Yeah, and they're like they've been presented with this challenge of like you can leave if you saw your fucking arm off right, or whatever. Yeah, right. And so that's what that is. So we had to replicate that and we had to like make a big pool of <laughs> blood that wasn't blood. That was our big paint challenge. Um, and then like but other stuff like the second movie there's a pit in the house that they're in that's full of uh needles and it's got actually in the movie like the whole thing is that they're like needles that could infect them or something or whatever and somebody has to fall into this pit of like 2000 like needles so we had to take a thing of 2000 needles remove all the needles so we just had the syringes and then like shellac them so they looked disgusting this is such a specific career it's very specific and very odd (laughs) i've never met anyone who does this yeah and it's those jobs are like the even weirder jobs like the attraction jobs and like when i was on the cruise ships and all that stuff it's very very specific yeah that was like a whole other time what were you doing on cruise ships so the cruise ship was also an independent production company that the the ship paid to provide their entertainment so the ships were not like a carnival or like a really big cruise line they are a much smaller line and they're five stars. And the only way you can be a five-star cruise line is if the booze is free. So Ooh, it's an incredibly in. expensive. Like, oh, I think a 10-day cruise was $30,000 like as a passenger. Like, a absolutely of top of the line. Because they have to just assume show. everyone's an alcoholic. Basically. And it's also, but also it was like, I, I stayed as an independent contractor. So my first time I was in this room, and it's a king-size bed and with, like, fresh orchids. And you have, like... Every group of four rooms has like a butler assigned to you. So whatever you eat, they like replace that. And like this place better be paying you. They pay, but they also paid this company because they they were contracted. The company I worked for, so they also paid me when I got home. Oh my god, a hundred dollars a day. Like it was like at the end, I got paid. So, but they were paid. That's how we got to start paying producer Matt. (laughs) When into the month, buddy. Get money. You'll get money. (laughs) People aren't paying us yet. How can we pay you? That's that's the best like yeah every company illogical. should just operate that way <laughs> makes perfect sense. Once our suppliers they have a ninety day window. Exactly. Once they pay us, we'll give you money. Exactly. So they were producing the entertainment, and basically in their contract it said that every six months they had to provide a completely new show with completely new scenery because some people were so wealthy they that they would it. stay. Well, no, they'd stay, oh. and they'd like circumnavigate the globe because the cruise line also didn't just do like new york florida new york like whatever it was a track it was like in 18 months they made all the way around the world wow so some people would do that entire thing it's a lot of booze go around the world getting shit faced your way around the world (laughs) i cannot imagine what that costs to do the full because i would you know the whole cruise ship mentality is like you need to get your money's worth out of the food Yes. Yeah. So you eat and eat and eat. But, but I, then it's like if the booze, booze is it just like the that. way there's like meals in between meals and cruises. Is that the way it's with booze? It's just like I wouldn't even want to go on that thing because I'd always be paranoid that like I'm paying for that asshole over there exactly. to be drunk all the time. Exactly. So then I want to be drunk all the time. That's what I'm saying. It would exactly what we do. So it'd be a real. You have to just to make yourself feel better. Good news is it's all really old people. 
So, oh really? Yeah, it's so, it's the only people that can afford that. So you can't True. do a haunted house then because no, that, you know, sad. It was all like uh, very showy. It was like all the entertainment was like forty-five minute musical reviews that were in a theme. So it was like very vague. Like they're just gonna dance and sing a song and yeah. They're and you're working on the excited. next. You're working on the next months while their other ones. Well, going so on we would. They were contracted to provide brand new scenery, but they were also trying to save as much money as possible. So they would have us come on the ship and we'd stay for an entire length of a cruise. So whether it be 10 days, three weeks, whatever. And in that time, we'd just repaint the old scenery, change one or two things, get a new prop in. And they'd be like, look, it's new. Yeah. These all sound like those jobs. You know, like people who are like underwater builders. Oh, yeah. And they're like, uh, the money's you go away. And when you're away, you're just away you're for however away. long, like you're away from society, from life, from everything for like six weeks or however long you come back with a big chunk of money. Literally one of them, we did a brand new ship. So it was built in Genoa, Italy. So we spent three weeks in Italy and the first like week we were in a hotel, but then we started living on the ship, but it had never sailed. And they kept being like the Italian dock workers are not going to let you sail. There's, there's strikes every day. So we were like kind of unnecessarily worried about that. But then we spent three weeks sailing, and that sail was amazing because all of the people, all of the uh, guests were reviewers and travel agents and people who wrote for publications. Oh, yeah. Fan so was, trip, I've heard it called. Yeah. So there yeah. was like ice sculptures every day, baby. Oh, like, they roll out the red carpet for them, right? Yeah, it was very decadent. But there was no way for them to know that I wasn't like a fancy person because we weren't allowed to wear work clothes anywhere that guests were visible. Oh, awesome. But because I was a contractor, I could go to all the guest areas. So they just thought I was like a very weird weird young person who like had money to go Sweet. on this very fancy cruise my wife and i went on a cruise um during our uh, or for our honeymoon and uh in italy and they when we walked in they were like oh honeymoon and we're like yeah they're like yeah the only people we got like some deal because my mom used to sell oh, okay. those uh she's we used to be a travel agent and had sold a bunch of cruises to these people so they gave us this crazy deal so they were like oh yeah the only young people who go on this are honeymoon because no one else can afford it. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense for like just a regular people, regular like couple in their whatever twenties, thirties. There would always be like one, and you could tell that usually they not had been like hoodwinked, but they had assumed there'd at least be one other young couple. <laughs> yeah, and they'd go down to like the one bar and be like. Huh? Like, <laughs> any, like anybody? Yeah. No? Okay. We weren't supposed to like fraternize with the guests, so we had to like sit in a corner and yeah, just not talk to them. But. Was there any, like, what were the rides like in uh, Malaysia? Was it, is it different in any way? Not really. I mean, they they just kind of had different characters and a different aesthetic. The other part of the theme park was different because they, or the scare attraction, because they had Malaysian folk, uh, like, frights. Basically, like, folk tales about scary stuff in Malaysia. So there was one that uh, you walked into the room, and there were, like, 30 mummies, but they weren't... I don't actually know if the traditional mummy is like bound all the way around with the arms included or if the arms are out. These had yeah, the arms yeah. in. Arms. Okay. So I, just like a post of a person. I think that's what I've traditional seen. Traditional mummy. Arms in? I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know. Because you wouldn't bury someone arms out. But you? I feel like in movies, they're right. arms out. Well, that's when they walk. That's when they wake like, up. Yeah. Right. 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 But so there's Which all only these... happens in movies. <laughs> they come, I don't in think real life. I don't think in real life. They come mummy. back to life. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they. Uh, Why did they make their arms always come out? Yeah. Just because they're coming to get you. Real, yeah. And then there's like one hanging strand uh, from yeah. the arm. Yeah. But uh, the thing they were scared about, you walked in and there was like 40 mummies, and they were all fake except for one. And it was called. Oh. I don't know what it was called in That's Malaysia, cool. but they basically told us it was called the Hopper. 
and then they were scared of the one person that would hop. So you'd walk in, and then like one person would just kind of lean in, like just a little bit, and then they would do one big hop like at you, and everyone would lose their mind. Yeah, that would and, freak like, me out. Yeah, run away. I can't handle those guys. Like, uh, is it Washington Square Park? Like, you know, like the West Village. Yeah, I know Washington. Oh, that are painted or whatever. Yeah, the painted guys who just they stand on like a on a stool and they look like they're a statue, but then when you get close, they move and they don't even jump at you. No, they're just doing. But even that freaks me out. So freaky. Yeah, Yeah, I don't like it at all. I find it amazing that people still do that. But yeah, they still get money. They get money. Yeah, Yeah. I just punch them in the face. I mean, you have to have like a good core because they have to stand in a certain location and certain spot without moving for like. However, I don't know. I always Listen wonder. Not on their phones, you know. I always wonder them. what's their like entrance and what's their dismount. Oh, like when they're sure. done, How do they literally leave? just walk off. Just like oh, okay. Right. If you ever witnessed it, it'd be great to just stand in long enough to witness it. Or I want like, that's my main yeah, question. Just set up, set up a camping. Uh, chair. One day I'm gonna find out. He just goes, they, walks into a taxi and goes home. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to have a getaway car. Waits for his Uber. Right. Waits till there's like nobody. There's the least amount of people left in the park. Yeah. It's just like deadbeats and just scampers off. So were you doing? Uh, so you were were you in comedy at this point when you were no, doing these kind no? No, no. Sadly, I did not okay. have that opportunity. Yeah, I wonder where that. You should definitely go back. I mean, I is your place still? Is the exhibit? It's not still in Malaysia, is it? Is I should what? find out because that might actually be there. the The Terminator Lurch has gone, and the Saw thing is gone because that they do differently every Halloween. So we were part of Scream Fest in Chicago, but I'm not sure about Malaysia. I should try to try to find out. If any of our listeners in Malaysia want to go to the amusement park. Yeah, let that's true. <laughs> what I worked on was called Horrorland. All right, Horrorland. It's probably still there. Yeah. Do you ever it do was... anything for Joni Park in Allentown? No, can't say I've been there. <laughs> Is that the big one? That's the big one in Allentown. <laughs> in Allentown, yeah. that's the big one. All right, we're gonna get to the news. Before we do, Emily, how do people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Walsh E Walsh. There's underscores though. It's Walsh underscore E underscore Walsh. Uh, and if you are in New York, I'm headlining Sam in New York on September 13th. Sweet. So, this will be out yeah. on September 2nd, I think we found out. We were looking ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. September 2nd. Awesome. And that's about it. Santa, uh, September 13th. Santa September 13th. September 13th is after September 2nd. Turner's downstairs. Right. Correct. Right. Downstairs. All right. Downstairs. Just come right where we are. Maybe I'll be there. Um, we got a couple news stories. You want to stick around and do them with us? Sure. All right. Sweet. Play the music. First news story of the week comes to us from the New York Post. Only the real news here. (laughs) Dog fishing, in quotes, is the latest strange dating app trend. Um, Have you heard of this? I have not heard of dog fishing. So we're both married. Are you married or you're you're in a relationship? No, but I've been with my boyfriend five years. Five years. And you have a dog. And we have a dog. We discussed off air. Five years. So did you ever, because like my wife and I have been together six years, completely miss any dating app culture at all. It It came out right after. We actually, I had been on something, okay, Cupid, for a little bit, and actually, the day that me and my boyfriend got together, he had joined Tinder, like okay. separately from us, because we had been friends for a couple years before that. Literally, we're at the bar, and he's like, 
yeah, I don't know. I just joined Tinder. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's You're like, like oh, okay. a, I'll put it into that. Interesting. Okay, Cupid. Yeah, that's like quaint. That's yeah. like meeting, uh, oh, we met at a park, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was pre-swiping. I yeah, didn't do yeah, any yeah, of the yeah. swiping. Yeah, that's when it all changed. I mean, yeah. Like. So this dog fishing is the latest strange dating app trend. So we know catfishing, right? Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, dog, totally fishing, dog fishing is when a person borrows someone else's dog for their profile picture in like a Tinder profile. I have a friend who does this. Shout out Dom. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine got a date because he was walking my dog. Oh. It's the same yeah. concept. Same thing, just in real life. What is it? Fishing. Why do women, That's like, the, the what's it about a, a guy with a dog? It's just like something. Because I think in New York, my friends that are interested in guys with dogs, a big part of it is that they can have the dog experience without the dog responsibility. Yeah. Ooh. It doesn't work the same way if the guy's a kid, though. I can no. tell you <laughs> But... Dog is above kid in New York City, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because I have a really cute dog, I believe. Her name's Pancakes. She's a little morky. So I feel like I can make some money here if I could find some yes. guys who are interested Rent in out renting around for yeah. apps. And minimum free dog walk. And minimum. And right? walks. Yeah. If they want to walk yeah. my dog for me, that's a there win-win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screw Take take that wag. Yeah. I know this. Would, so, I know it would definitely work on my wife, though, if she was single. Because she, she my wife does wag. But, like, a big part of why she does it, we don't have a dog. Like, she just does it as a hobby to go walk other people's dogs. Yeah. But 90% of her experience with WAG is literally just swiping through, looking at people's dogs. Oh, wow. Being you like, can just oh, she's like, so cute. Yeah. Does she oh. choose the dog she walks based on how cute they are? Like, 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we have a dog walker on WAG. We have a normal dog walker that is a friend of ours. But we, if he's busy or can't make it, we use WAG. There's a woman that's walked our dog a few times. And you can send a video while the walk is happening. But it doesn't like yeah i get those in wag yeah so she only takes videos of him pooping and they're like near him when he's pooping and i'm like i don't want this it's like a really early age when you first get a dog maybe you're so into having a dog that you would care to see your dog poop i guess i i've only had him three months and i don't want to see him do you think it's like she's trying to prove that like hey i did my job i guess it's not gonna poop in your house yeah you can always just tell her no yeah i guess i should just be like hey i don't need those yeah because the app also makes you mark like he pooped yeah i love it you get a report card Oh, really? Yeah, it, and it's literally your phone gets an update that's like, uh, Buckley just pooped. Open the app to find out where. That's my favorite. Exactly. I've always talked about it. It's yeah. so funny. You get it, on your, it's like a notification. Yeah. And if you don't do it immediately, you lose it. You lose it. But I'm like, like, why oh, do I care where? Like, in yeah. the Unless park it's like on pooped. your neighbor. I hate that neighbor. Poop on their yard. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sabotage poops. So, yeah. And then, yeah, and they check it off if you peed or poop. I was like, I hope they peed in a 45 minute walk and you have the whole like, uh, GPS markings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nuts. So I wonder I if those people are, are getting, you know, the guys are meeting girls off that. Like oh, they definitely walkers. are. Yeah. So I was saying, my friend Dom, oh, I don't know about Wag, but he has his, like, dating profile. Every one of the pictures is him with a dog. He doesn't have a dog. But then when he meets the girl. Is it the same dog? Uh, yeah, that would be confusing. I think it is because it's like one picture. They keep dying. And I asked him, I'm like, what happens when you meet the girl? He's like, eh. I just say, uh, I'm like, I don't know if that's watching a, today. Yeah, but that's what this says. It's a, that's not the best move, apparently. I mean, these people, you're already, like, I, we've discussed on the podcast. Well, already, what would you, like, Cap, in the 90s, when you were single, would this, would this be a move? I remember there was, like, you would go, yeah, like the dog run was supposed to be like, a place Cap to had meet a lot girls. of moves. Yeah, but I didn't have a dog. No, because I used to talk about like you you wanna like have some skill, right? You yes. wanna like show off your personality. Yeah. I already annoyed the app. So like this is taking a step further. This is like not only enough that I have a picture on an app enough to talk to anybody, yeah. but now I have to fake my picture. With a with an animal that's not in mind. One of Cap's <laughs> major like legendary theories, which is hundred percent true, is he said you would never he would never take a girl to a comedy show 
like on a first date to your to a, show or to any show to any, any stand up maybe turns yeah. you know but this is before <laughs> he's been married for a decade as a single man you would never take a, you should never take a girl to a comedy show because you don't you want to be the most entertaining person yeah no it's a bad move also I would take yeah, I would take him to see comedy, a band yeah. yeah if it's really good yeah you want to be the funny one yeah and if it's shitty you're like oh why'd you take me to this shitty and if they show? shit on you it's even yeah. worse yeah you're gonna look because you you can't fight back as or an they member. or if you get like any crowd work and they're like oh how are you guys dating and then you have to answer those that's, questions. That's awkward. Like, and if oh, you're not yeah. quick-witted at that moment, you're... Then they're going to shit on you. Yeah. Yeah. I've they have seen a it mic so many times. And you don't? Yeah, it's a disaster. Because people get it on the Groupon or whatever. Yeah. Is that what so it is? Don't, don't <laughs> take your so, dates honestly. on a Groupon. Don't take your date yeah. on a Groupon. First date. All right, next story comes to us from the Shanghaiist. One of our favorites. Shandong... Uh, Shandong's a place in China. Shandong official force eight... Oh, Shandong officials, excuse me, the government officials force eight drinking training centers to shut down. So alcoholic drinking training centers are Wait, forced to shut down by the government. Explain this to us. Yeah, how are you trained to drink? <laughs> because drinking is su- uh, such an intense part of business culture in China. Oh, shit. That as part of like business classes, they teach drinking. Really? How to this pound like booze. This is, I mean, it's not a bit. This is like a thing I've they really do? I, was a, I did you? business for a decade in China uh, while living there. And it's like. If you can drink, like no business deals get done. So you go to like a a dinner meeting at 5 p.m. Everyone drinks from 5 to 8. And then from 8 to 8.05, all business is discussed. (laughs) And then everyone goes home at 8.06. And oh, so wow. whoever is the least drunk can like command. Who has the most control? Is of their... the successful? Yeah, yeah, you can command the negotiations from eight to eight oh five. Wow. So luckily, I moved there as a twenty-two year old fresh yeah. out of You're University like, I can of Miami. This. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like I was just like wonder kid yeah. to all these Chinese government officials. <laughs> He's amazing. Because I could drink, but Chinese um, high school college culture doesn't prepare you for this at all. They don't have it. This is why wow. our frat culture and everything is like college great. culture is great for yeah, you. it's, it's great. Like China because they don't drink at all in high school and college oh. and then but they're 23 and they're expected to now all of a sudden know how to pound drink. drinks yeah. yeah and so they have these so the i uh I, is it like the, sleepaway camp or is it like the training center or is it like one day yeah uh above crawl with me yeah. no I, it's, I think it's like a month long like wow. thing you go to yeah the different places are one's a drinking technique training center all these different specific training it's centers. Way more, it's not like wine appreciation class we take in college where it's like bullshit. This is like a Building real thing. Stamina. It's, like over, yeah. it's a real life skill. Yeah, a real life skill, yeah. yeah what are like they, what's the drink of class. choice? Is it like shots, uh, Baijiu, which oh, okay. is a clear, like, uh, what, 80 proof. We've tasted it before Hard liquor. We've had it it's on pretty the pod. Disgusting. It's really yeah. gross. <laughs> it gets you real hammered in like two shots. Yeah. It's like 80 proof, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and they what the way they'll drink it, like the way my wife's uncles will drink it, is you fill up a 12-ounce glass and no, like just neat, right? And then throughout the dinner, you drink it. Like sip it yeah. until the glass is done, oh, and then wow. everybody's just like blacked out, drunk. blasted. Yeah. Yeah. So here are the different ones. So one's a drinking technique training center in Shandong Province. One is the drinking talent training base. <laughs> so where they scout for is talent, like tricks. Yeah. If I want to hire someone to negotiate deals for me, and I'm like, I got to see how he drinks. Got to go to yeah. the talent yeah. portion oh, of the, the competition. No, this is my favorite one actually. It's the Laowai drinking talent training base, which Laowai means foreigners. So I assume that means like how to drink uh, with foreign culture, oh, how to play beer pong. So it's yeah, like how to drink pong. beers. Yeah. 
drink beer. Like, how yeah. do I teach this? Uh, one is this also could be like a retirement thing for us. We could go work at these training yeah. centers if they get open back up. One's the um, drink all the time training base. I like that it's just called drink all the time. Yeah, I think my family is. could teach that. I drink uh, like seven days a week. They drink all the time. But maybe just off. be it steady. Yeah, you know? just keep it chill. Drink but don't get drink. Research and one's school? the drink but don't get drink research school, which I think is don't drunk. get drunk. drunk. Yeah, yeah. drink but don't get drunk. So that's fantastic. Yep. I'm anti the. Why were they shut this. down? I guess the government decided it was uncouth. Oh, they don't want to have the change things? people how to drink. They want it. So, they, so want they should just all get alcohol poisoning instead I guess, on the yeah. first week on the job. You know, we're a pro-Chinese government pod, but um, <laughs> but in this one, I have to disagree with you. Is yeah. this what they're protesting about? <laughs> this, is, this is what the Hong Kong protests are happening over They're marching. I'm, not, I'm a little ill-informed. I have to be honest. <laughs> they're in the airports demanding booze. <laughs> yeah. They like, want the drink but don't me. get drink center to reopen. Yeah, President drink, but Xi, don't get drink. you've got to... Yeah. Listen to the people. Put, put it back together. If you together. just show up there and listen to them. Put it back together. Give President them what Chief. they want. Yeah. Last story of the week comes to us from insider.com. Is this even real? Insider.com? I mean, it says it on the piece of paper. It must be real. <laughs> <laughs> Women are more productive in warmer offices because it makes their brains perform better. Interesting. Study shows. That's why we keep it nice and chill If you chill say in study here. Yeah. shows at the end of anything, it can be... Well, but, there's a lot of contention with offices and women's temperatures because most offices, they're set for like an overweight man's temperature. That's what this says! And so all women are cold all the time. Are you insider.com? Yes, I am. This is my blog. Uh, I am very passionate about temperature. It says, the study conducted by researchers from the United States and Germany published in the Journal of... Plus one. I don't know what that means. Uh, found that women perform better on mathematical and verbal tasks when they when the temperatures are higher. They also say that temperatures were set to men in like. I was going to say, would men also perform better? They're just not cold because it's for them. Like, I, I guess it's a fat man thing, right? Do men yeah. perform better when it's chillier, or do we? So in comedy, they say that everyone's better. Everyone's more alert when they're cold. That's right. why they keep like studios. Right, like Letterman and yeah, Colbert. Yeah, but I feel like yeah. I have like a, I I don't know if I 100 percent believe that because if it's cold enough for them to cross their arms, like because I've been in that situation, and then I'm like, you're That's tighter. True. Your body's tighter if you're that cold. That's true, but you've always, we, I feel like when it's too hot, everyone's like falling asleep. But yeah, they're like lethargic and yeah, yeah. So it should be like tennis. They make you comedians play like different services. I want to see it. 60 degrees. <laughs> right. I want to see like it 75. Yeah. Great comics can do it in all, can dominate all services. You know all what does that? There's something to be said for that. Um, the Seattle and the San Francisco comedy competitions, these, which used they, to be big in like the 80s, they now they don't matter anymore. Yeah. They change the environment. Yeah. So you like one night you're at a yacht club, the next night you're at a theater, the next oh, night you're, like, you're okay. going to all these different places to There's see like... Nadal of the yacht club scene. He never, <laughs> he always wins that comedy night. He just dominate. Then what? But, yeah, it's the Elon Gold of yeah, the yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, Jewish community center. I think... But it's weird. They always say this, but like I don't. I'm not a big fan of it being super cold. Maybe. Well, I don't like it either. Yeah, like like uh, I, airplanes are the worst. Airplanes yeah. are cold. Yeah. I have to bring a sweatshirt. I'm going from like here to Miami, and I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah. There's always a hoodie, and you're like, I don't need this here. I don't need to where I'm going, but I have to have it for the airplane. And then like Spirit Airlines, they crank up the 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 cold temperature and then sell you blankets. Oh, yeah. It's a real scam. They're tricksters. That was the biggest benefit to the heart attack I haven't mentioned was I got out of a Spirit Airlines flight. So you did? I was Why? supposed to fly. Sp oh no, Frontier. But Why? I think they're like this. I was. They're pretty much my the original same, yeah. Mexico trip. That got canceled. That's where I'm going in, in now. Oh, it was. Uh, I was. I lost the flight. Wouldn't let me. They wouldn't give me the ticket back because they said that you had to rebook it within like 90 days. 
for with like a, a health note, emergency. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had a heart attack. And this first 90 <laughs> days, I wasn't like, I couldn't pick like a date. I'd have to book another like, date. You were like, let me get, make sure I get yeah. that Mexico so trip like, back on It task. was a really cheap, cheap ticket. I just let it, it, it. So, but it's. Oh, they yeah. didn't give you your money back? No. That's it. Let's uh, boycott. For, 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 yeah, let's dock Frontier. Frontier we're doxing you, Frontier. <laughs> we're going to put your address online. Yeah. Amazon and Does that work for businesses? I feel like you can just find their addresses. Yeah, you have to put their address. They have a website. All right, let's dox there a place to go and be mad at Frontier Airlines? Probably not. Yeah. All right, that's it. Emily, thank you for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cap, what should we do? I don't know. It's a little warm in here. I'm forgetting my line. No, uh, <laughs> let's get lost. Get lost! Get lost!